in a world free from chaos and people. <laughs> One man tries to survive the only way he knows how. <laughs> this winter, prepare yourself for <laughs> Trailer Talk with Ryan, Part 2, Falcor's Revenge. Hey campers, and welcome to another episode of Trailer Talk with Ryan. I'm Ryan, this is my trailer, and I'm talking. So today I have uh, an amazing guest in the trailer with me today. He is the president and CEO of Georgia iBank, a core staff member of the Georgia Cycling Association, as well as a soaps and lotion aficionado. Welcome to the show, Eric Meineke. Thank you, Ryan. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Falcor will leave the bone alone. It looks like he's had enough chewing, so hopefully it'll be quiet for us right now. So, um, again, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. So you are, if I have, you gave me the paper of everything that you've done. So you are the head janitor. At the Georgia iBank, is that correct? Yep. Perfect, perfect. And so, what are, what are your roles at the Georgia iBank for real, though? Uh, I am the president and the CEO of the boom. Yeah, the top dog, El Jefe. Roof, uh, roof. Yeah. <laughs> El Jefe. Uh, yeah. No, I I I, um, I have the pleasure of serving uh, with some fantastic people uh, for the Georgia iBank. It's a five hundred one c three. Uh, a nonprofit organization, and uh, we are our mission is to provide uh, the gift of sight through eye and cornea donation. And so, uh, I joined the George Eye Bank back in 2011, and uh, yeah, it's it's a very rewarding position, and I'm very grateful. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, some some people would say that you're a visionary in your field. Well, I don't is know it, about visionary, but is it too early for the yeah the sight puns? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is actually my twentieth year in eye banking. Twenty years. Actually, well, this is twenty-one. I'm sorry, twenty-one. Yeah, wow, that's wild. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Right, uh, right out of college with a degree in history, and <laughs> a lot of people ask me, "How'd you get involved in eye banking?" And I was like, "I was going they, to." So let's let's go ahead and right. Let's yeah. let's do that. So, so how did you get involved with I? Yeah, I graduated from uh, <laughs> University of Colorado Boulder with a, a degree in history, and was planning on going on to you know grad school and doing something. And my brother was working at the I Bank in Colorado at that time, and he invited me out. He got a permission from his supervisor to take me out on a, a donor recovery to actually go out into the field and to recover corneas from a recently deceased individual. Wow. So uh, I'm like, that's a little crazy and a little scary. To, yeah, we're gonna like be in a morgue with a dead body, and but you know, I um, I went with him and I saw how remarkable it was and how and I got hooked. And he said, you know, you're not our typical, uh, you know, eye banker. You don't have a pre med background. You're not on the path to go on to medicine or you know, you know, medical school or anything like that. But you, eye banks are where you learn to eye bank. It's on the job training. So. Uh, I was very fortunate they took a chance on me. They hired me, and I just, again, fell in love with the mission of helping people, um, you know, receive the gift of sight and then helping donor families. You know, they've had a loss, uh, a loved one, and we're able to give them something positive, uh, something that they can, you know, focus on instead of, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, well, that's really cool, too, because I, I didn't realize that you started out as, yeah. uh, as a person. I did, yeah, um, a, a technician. Yep. As a technician. Yeah, I was a recovery technician, so I was uh, responsible for going to responding huh. to the hospitals, the corner offices, 
funeral homes and actually doing, we call them recoveries or procurements. Uh, we don't like to say harvest. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say harvest organs. You know, it's a little sci-fi movie. Yeah. Ish. We're not we're not farmers or anything like sure. that. So. But uh, yeah, so I did that for a few years, and then I became a trainer. Uh, I spent a few years up in Wisconsin with the iBank in Madison, which is yeah, great. Back to Colorado, and uh, then had an opportunity to to advance my career and, and took a position, uh, part of a management succession uh, plan, and, and took over uh, as the president and CEO in 2014 in, um, here in Georgia. Wow. Moved here in 2011. I worked alongside my predecessor for a few years, Bruce Varnum, who was the chairman of our board. And uh, yeah, then then uh, he stepped down from the day-to-day operations and handed things over to me, and it's rest is history, I guess. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, the rest is history. Is that a? Uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. But I actually do still maintain my uh, recovery uh, skills. Uh, I don't go out very often. Uh, we've got great people to do that, but every once in a while, I want to get out of the office. And, uh, I, I want to, you know, so I still maintain those skills and I, I've, I will go on a couple of recoveries a year and, and it's just, it's rewarding. Kind of recenters me on what we're doing because most of my time I'm spent at a desk with emails and meetings and, you know, conference calls, things like that. It's, it's good to actually do the work and to, to, you know, be out there and, you know, honoring those wishes. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. And I read somewhere, I think it may have been on the World Wide web that, uh, you guys are. Right now, you're providing like two thousand cornea. Yeah, over two thousand uh, a year. Two thousand a year. That's yep. wild. Yeah. And 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 do you provide those, like, all over the the country, or like like what's what's your reach? We yeah, our, our service area is the state of Georgia. Uh, okay. When I say service area, that that's the area that we recover. We actually, it's the entire state of Georgia and two counties in South Carolina, the Edgefield and Aiken. Uh, counties uh, over by Augusta, but uh, that's so. That's where our donors come from. So that's that we do our uh, recoveries in the state of Georgia, but and we provide the tissue to ophthalmologists who do the cornea transplants. We don't do the transplant side of things. We we recover the donor tissue, screen it, test it, make sure it's safe for recipients, uh, and then we provide that tissue to uh, ophthalm- ophthalmologists who do the cornea transplants. And so we make sure that Georgia. Uh, Ophthalmologists, their needs are met first. The patients that need cornea transplants in Georgia, they get the they get priority. But our eye bank actually recovers more tissue than is need. You know, we 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 recover more tissue than uh, so so we can help other eye banks out. So we our tissue does go to other states and internationally. So we've sent tissue wow. um, all over the world. Um, but Georgia always it, always taken care of first. Uh, but it's yeah we we one of our doctors did a mission trip. Uh, does a mission trip uh, every year to Kenya, and we usually supply several corneas uh, for those for the recipients in Kenya. I'll be done. Yeah, that is wild. So the the, the corneas, and and I'm super ignorant, so I'm I'm not a, afraid of showing my ignorance. But um, is the cornea is is that what's uh, replaced for like um, cataract? Nope, so, that'd be the lens of the eye. So the cornea mm. is just the very outer layer. It's the contact lens shaped tissue that sits on top of the iris um Mm. and so it's the very it's the very outer part of your eye it's the the um and the the cataract uh, cataract it has to do with the lens uh, and that's Uh, deeper into the eye okay Um, so what is why would you have a cornea transplanted transplanted yeah a lot of people that need cornea transplants it's a um 
they have a hereditary condition. Uh, usually the, the issues present later in life. So a lot of recipients are usually over the age of 50, 60, um, things like that. But, uh, you know, we have recipients that have had uh, ocular trauma. They've been involved in motor vehicle accidents mm. or they've had sports-related injuries. Anything that will scratch the, the surface of your cornea can potentially, you know, distort vision and can become infected. So even infections can be uh, reasons for cornea transplants. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole host of reasons why sure. people need cornea transplants. A lot of people ask, you know, can you transplant the whole eye? And that'd be so awesome. They're actually working on it. They're, they, uh, it's a very complex, uh, you know, um, part of our bodies, and uh, they haven't mastered that yet because you know the optic nerve is really uh, very complex, and and that connects right to the brain. So, but uh, no, we, in simplistic terms, I like to explain eye banking is we provide new windows. Uh, for ophthalmologists to do uh, change out people's windows, in okay. the, the, so the cornea is kind of like the window of the. So eye. you guys are like Safe Light, but yeah, Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we talked about this before uh, when you know we were sitting around at 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 the uh, the mountain bike races at the uh, for the Georgia Cycling Association, mm-hmm. um, and I thought in my mind that you were sitting at like a big desk surrounded by all these like glass cylinders of eyeballs like like minority report style like (laughs) like this big white room right um not not quite we do and i i still just kind of like to envision that well you you can you can envision no it's i think i'd be disappointed if i saw the operation be like no no you you wouldn't we have a really an awesome facility and you'd be very impressed um no the corneal tissue well um when it comes into the eye bank uh, we actually do have to store it refrigerated so we actually have refrigerators uh, that, that we store the tissue uh, in while we're working through the donor chart and making sure it's safe and all that. Uh, it is kind of weird. We, we are at the Georgia Eye Bank and, you know, bank, you know. Like, right. And we actually have had people come into our you know, our reception area and think that we are a financial institution. And, uh, you know. So they've actually came into the. Well. The, yeah. They uh, came into the building? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a pub. It's a you know. It's an office building. We we le- we lease office space in in uh, in Sandy Springs. Uh, it's little morons. They can, well, <sighs> Google uh, when you used to Google our name, it would show, bring up a map of the Georgia Eye Bank and have a, a picture. And it actually had a dollar sign on top of our building. So oh, I think wow. you know people. I think Google thought it's got bank here, so we're going to make it a dollar sign, direct people there. But that's hilarious. A lot of Eye Banks have changed their names to you know, different names to, mm-hmm. to avoid the confusion. Cause it, it does present some challenges sometimes for our donor coordinators, our call center staff who are calling and talking with the donor families. You know, uh, we have to do this, you know, very, our, our process begins at the time of death. So someone's passed yeah. away and we're having to call the family and they're, many of them obviously are in grief and shock sure. and all those emotions. And we call up when, Hey, this is Eric from George I bank. And you know, you, you got to, they, I'd like to talk about your credit. Exactly. So we uh, we have a we, we make sure that we get as quickly as we can telling the family why we're calling at this mm-hmm. such a horrible time. We you know we work in conjunction with the hospital and and yeah we're we're not a financial institution. Uh, we are a, a community uh, based nonprofit that's um, helping you know maintain and, and restore sight. Sure. Yeah. That's wonderful. Huh. So uh, how do how do people 
like if, if somebody you know like uh you know a lot of people have like you know they're a donor right so right. like on their driver's license they're a donor right. so if you are already signed up to be a donor does that automatically um include you guys or do you have to do something special to be a donor no it does yeah so if you uh you should be asked when you go get your your uh, license uh ID card if you want to be a, a, an organ donor, and that does include not only organs, but uh, tissue and, and corneas and ocular tissue. So, um, yeah, if, if, you, if someone wants to, to be a donor, uh, the best thing that they can do is to tell their, their family members, you know, make their decision known. Um, you can sign up through the, the donor registry and uh, you can do it online. Actually, you can log in online and you can modify your donation. You can say, I want to be a eye donor, but I don't want to be a tissue donor. Or I, I do want to be like, I want to donate my organs if, if, if I'm eligible to be an organ donor, but I don't want anyone touching my eyes. Hmm. So you can actually specify what you would like to have happen. Um, but like I said, the best thing to do is tell your, tell your loved ones what your wishes are. You know, it's, uh, more and more people are having these discussions and it's, and that's what we really are encouraging uh, people to do is, you know, tell, tell your family so they know what you, what you want. And, sure. but yeah, we'll, we'll call the family up and we'll, we'll, we will check that registry and that will let us know how the conversation will flow. We'll either tell the family, we found your loved one on the donor, the Georgia donor registry. And this, that's what, the, and we'll, this is what that means and how you're going to help uh, honor the, your loved one's wishes. And, um, or you can not sign up and then leave the decision to your family. So, Ryan, if you said, you know what, I, I'm going to let my, my loved ones uh, make the decision. I don't really care one way or the other. You just wouldn't sign up. That doesn't mean you won't be a donor. That just means, you know, if should you pass away, then we would go to your next of kin and say, was Ryan a nice guy? Did he want right. did he want to help other people or was he just a real jerk? You know, well, I'm, well, I mean, I mean, first of all, I'm never going to die. Right. Um, second of all, nobody wants my eyes because you don't want to see what I've seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of things you can't unsee there. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That's, that's really great. So you don't have to, I mean, I mean, obviously other than marking that you will be a donor, you, there's nothing you have to do special to, Absolutely. or, and, and plus you don't have to do anything to request them because your, your doctor does all that stuff. It's not like I just call it and be like, Hey, can I get a couple of corneas? Right, right. Yeah, we work directly with the ophthalmologist. So yeah. uh, we do have people call us sometimes and say, hey, I'm having trouble with my vision. Uh, do I need a cornea transplant? You know, we don't interface directly with the patients. We provide the, the corneal tissue to ophthalmologists who specialize in corneal transplant procedures. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a remarkable job. It's It keeps me um, – it, it's – yeah, I'm, it's – it's a lot. Of, it's it's very rewarding. It's challenging. It's stressful, but um, I'm uh, I can't think of anything better to do. You know, it's a better way to give back to our community, and um, and it's changing. the The, the industry is changing a lot. Sure. Uh, it, it, I think that the need for donor tissue is going to decrease. I don't think I I know. I think we all know that the the need for donor tissue is going to decrease because of advancements with uh, like they're even printing things now, 3D printing, they're growing cells. I mean, so eye banking in five, 10 years might look very different. We may not be going out and recovering the donor tissue. We might actually be uh, doing things in the laboratory, growing the cells. And and so it's, yeah, it's, it's really um, exciting field to be in. And uh, yeah, that's just scary for me. That's, I mean, I know, you know, it's, it's cool and yeah. exciting, uh, for, you know, for some people. Um, but that is a little too, a little too scary for me. I don't, I don't want, you don't want to go into too much. Too, 
Well, no, I, I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, I mean, I don't like all that advancement. Oh. You know, like I've seen a mouse with an ear growing, like a human ear growing on its back. Right. I, like, no. <laughs> like, there's a lot of dead people. We can just take stuff from them. We don't need to. I mean, that's that's how Terminator came around, I think. Well. Or maybe, no, that's computer. That's Skynet. But it's, it's the same, same principle. It's smart people doing really weird things. The thing about the cornea donation is, is that, you know, we are recovering this tissue from recently deceased individuals. And, it, you know, the cornea transplant procedure is really very successful. And uh, we don't sure. have to, we don't actually have to match blood type like an organ recipient, an organ, you know, we don't, um, don't have to do that. Age is not a huge factor in, mm-hmm. in matching. Um, but with every kind of transplant procedure, when you take anything from one person to another, there's risks of infection and graft failure. And that, so that does happen. So that's why a lot of people are looking into these new therapies and new technologies where you could actually have a, a sterile uh, corneal tissue replacement um, and eliminate any possibility of infection or, um, you know, at failing or anything like that. So it's, it's exciting. Um, and, but, uh, yeah, and we've been around the iBank, the I, George iBank was founded back in 1961. Um, been around a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, and if anybody wants to learn more or read about the Georgia iBank or make contact, where can they where can they find you guys? Yep, uh, www.georgiaibank.org. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, and you, uh, you said that, that, uh, you like working for the Georgia I bank because it's, you know, giving back to your community and, and, and whatnot. And, and that's how I met you is you giving back to the community by, by working for the Georgia cycling association. Um, as, uh, well, the first time I met you, what were, what was your role? You just kind of like a, uh, do everything that kind of a, uh, anything that Kenny needed. Right. Yeah. Met met Kenny and, uh, started coming to the events and just fell in love with uh, what, what he was doing and his, his team was doing. And so the first year was the observation, but uh, sure. And then, uh, well, and I, I thought it was so funny because Kenny was like, Hey, have you met Eric and his family? I'm like, Hey, you know, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're, they're my neighbors. Right. I'm like, Oh, yep. that like, what are you guys doing here? Oh, well, Kenny said to, to follow him and just to come here and Right. To do this. <laughs> it was great. It was so awesome. Yeah. And like your whole family was doing stuff. It was it was amazing. Yeah. We moved up to Blue Ridge and um, uh, our our kids are the same age um, and our, our wives. As Kenny's kids. Yeah. As, as Kenny's, Kenny's kids. and right. Nicole's yep. kids. Yeah. Kenny and Nicole. Uh, they've got a, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. We have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Um, Owen and Grace, they, they wanted me to make sure I said their name on the podcast. So Perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, we met him at jujitsu. Uh, Lanier and Owen were doing jujitsu together. So we met there. We started talking. We're like, wow, we have a lot of things in, in common. We both work for nonprofits. Our wives are homeschooling the kids. We're doing a lot. We want to do more camping and traveling. And so it's just, yeah, it's a lot of similarities. So he invited me to, to come out to the events, uh, the, the cycling association events. And um, then I just started getting involved. I was asked to help with uh, course marking and uh, then course marking is the best department of the of the association by the way yes the um what was what the name the easy rider vampire slayers did you you wore the jersey i wore the jersey i have mine in there yeah so for uh for the listeners out there that don't know about this which would be all of you except for like four um (laughs) we um 
so the 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 course marking team, which is uh, myself, Eric, obviously, uh, my wife Tiff, and Jamie and Kent. Uh, that's that's it, right? Uh, yeah. Please tell me. It. Okay, thank goodness. Okay, um, we we are an amazing team, and we have like an amazing time and so much fun that we were, uh, and we use wooden sticks or stakes uh, to you know put those in the ground and we put the all the signs up. On, on the wooden stakes. So we were joking around like last, not, not 2020, but like 2019, we were joking around and we came up like, we need a name for our, our thing, whatever. And we came up with the easy rider vampire slayers. Yeah. And so this year we, and, and last year, I say this year, it's yeah. 2020. Um, everybody had a nickname based on the course marking signs. Right. So for instance, Eric's name is, Caution. Caution with three exclamation marks. That's right. Yep. Because the sign has three exclamation points. And like mine is, I believe, wrong way or yep. something like yep. that. And uh Kent's is um green arrow or yellow arrow. Green arrow. He's or yellow arrow. He's yellow arrow. Tiffany's uh green arrow. And uh uh Jamie is um Marshall Point. Is it Marshall Point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And so we had jerseys made up. Yeah. And uh, Jamie made the the logo. It's it's awesome. So all right. So, um. So we had to talk about that because that's amazing. And I totally lost my train of thought. So you are you're doing the course mark uh, course marking team, yep. and then you're also on the um. I call it search and rescue every time, but it's the uh, the, uh, the yeah. It's emergency response. Emergency response. First first Thank aid. You. Yep. Yep. First aid. Yes. Yep. Go out and. Um, yeah, led by uh, you know Chris Wade and uh, Derek Boyd, and um, yeah, being being available for events to in case you know kids fall down. They, you know kids do fall down and mm-hmm. get hurt. And you need to have a good uh, team of people to go out and and uh, take care of those kids, and get them get them off the course, and and get them the attention they need. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's great. So yeah, they just keep on asking me to get more and more involved and. <laughs> So that's um, how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Very cool. And you are also uh, big into camping very and you've cool. made, you and your family made a huge uh, life change right. recently, just last year. Right. Uh, you want to talk about, you want to talk about that change? What sure. was that change? Yeah. So before moving out to Blue Ridge, we were in Roswell. Great, great area uh, of the bike. It's a bike friendly town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but as everyone that knows Atlanta and the Atlanta area, it is crazy. It's nuts, mm-hmm. uh, traffic and just, yeah. so I'm originally from Colorado and, um, missed the mountains and hiking and camping. Uh, wasn't doing a lot of that the first couple of years in Georgia. And, uh, uh we saw that, yeah, Hey, we could move to North Georgia and we could, you know, bike and camp and do all those things that we love to do in Colorado. And so um, we bought a beautiful home in Blue Ridge uh, and we're there for two great years. And um, late last year, we decided we're going to sell this thing because it's, you know, the market is crazy. You know, sure. We talked to an agent and he said, I can get this much. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my wife and I, we said, you know, we want to be as debt free as we can, you know, just live, ideally go to kind of a cash based system. Not, right. uh, if you... So uh, we sold the house and we bought a fifth wheel. A solitude uh, S class. S class. 
And what's the S for? Sexy. 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 It's yeah. a sexy class. So we, we bought a fifth wheel, and we, it's currently parked at the uh, the Waterside uh, RV and Tiny Home Community in Morganton. Uh, and um, it, it, our vision was to actually put this on some property at some point. We'll go out and so we, we did the property search, and the prices for land are just extraordinary. And we've just really enjoyed where we're at and met some really nice, nice people, and it's a great community. So we've decided to buy a lot at this, uh, in this community. And uh, we're going to be closing on that in a few weeks. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to pave it. Uh, so we, we are full-timing, but we're, we're stationary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to take this. It's gravel right now. We're going to have a concrete pad poured. Uh, and then we're going to build a really sweet outdoor area behind the the pad right along the, uh, the creek. And so we're going to put in a hot tub and a little pavilion and a neat fireplace and just, you know, um, really do up a nice outdoor space. Yeah. And um, but it, it's been great. We you know, it's it's we've had a few bumps and, you know, a few uh, hiccups along you know at the early stages with the. RV, but uh, everything is fixed, uh, no Good. issues there. And uh, our, our kids, are, you know, they're eight and five, so we have a bunkhouse unit. So they're in the back. Uh, wife and I are up front, and it's it's super comfortable. And um, we, we we got rid of so much stuff when we moved. You sure, know? I bet. And that was a uh, kind of therapeutic to just declutter our lives yeah. and you know live more simply and travel more. Yeah. Now now did you now do you have like a um. Uh, like a storage unit for for some stuff, or we do we do have a small storage unit for for some stuff that sure. we don't want to, you know, some nick, yeah. some heirlooms, yeah, and things we just can't part you. with. But uh, um, yeah, it's a, like it's, your like your garbage pail kids card collection and right. stuff like that. Yeah, right. And you can't get rid of those. Yeah, they're coming back. They they, they will Are at they? some point. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, and and so that that's number one. That's a huge move, and that's that's awesome that you guys did that. And it's also I mean, it's a trend that we've been seeing for for a few years now, um, and people go to the like the tiny homes. Which, me personally, I just I can't stand the term tiny home because you right. just add fifty thousand dollars onto whatever you're buying if it's called a tiny home, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, but but you know, it's it's what people are doing, and and I think it's great that you guys got the fifth wheel because it's it's a purpose built unit mm-hmm. that's built by people. That are, I mean, it is a tiny home, um, yeah. and and it's built by people that have been doing this for years, and 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 are 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 experts in fitting things into smaller p- places, and and all the appliances are purpose built to run off of, you know, electricity and propane. You know, everything's dual purpose. Everything has um, multi functions. So, like when we get questions from from people, like, oh, you know we're thinking about, you know, doing a tiny home or, you know, I, I just w- wish we had a cabin or something like that. I, I always at least bring up the idea like, well, you know, what about a trailer? Right. E- even if you're thinking about a cabin on some, on a, on an empty lot, you know, what about a, a $5,000 cash trailer that's used, you know, mm-hmm. but it's still like everything it's, it's done. You just pull it up there, you park it and it's done. Right. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, at least think about, it. of course, you know, your guys is, is, you know, a, a, you know, a really nice one that the whole family can enjoy. Right. Um, but it's, I mean, it's so smart. And then if you do want to travel in it, or if you do want to move it, I mean, I mean, it's, I say it's easy. I mean, I know it's like this big giant fifth wheel, but right. relatively it's, it's right. easy. 
Yeah, we don't have a vehicle to pull this beast. I mean, it's it's super heavy, um, and uh, we didn't plan on traveling with it. Um, mm-hmm. So we do not have a, a, a tow vehicle, um, and we we hire you know people to transport it when we need to take it down for service or something like that. Um, it, it is a, a large unit, but it's got everything that we need. We're very comfortable. Um, and then, you know, our traveling is done more, uh, in the overland style. Um, uh, we've got a, a, a truck, um, and a, a turtleback trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we like to do the primitive camping and being out there and, uh, Pr- but, primitive camping. Prim- as, yeah. In, in, in your turtleback trailer. In a turtleback trailer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's so primitive. Yeah. It's, yeah. You guys are, are roughing it so hard <laughs> on your I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's not in your in your fifth wheel or in a house, right. but <laughs> yeah, there there are some luxuries. Yeah, the the turtleback trailer. It's um yeah, it's got got some nice features that you really you, you like to have when you're out there. Well, and and so before we get to the turtleback, yeah. because that's like the pinnacle right. uh, of of, I mean, it's not like, uh, I mean, it, well, yeah, no, it's like the pinnacle of the overland trailers. Sure. Um, I I you know, as we were talking today, I found out that you had. Um, a cricket cricket. Yes. Um, and I have seen them and I, I don't think I've ever been in one, but I've looked at them. Um, and I've always been curious. So since you've had this already, and this is, is definitely not an overland trailer, but it's definitely like an adventure trailer. Right. Um, I wanted to talk about that before the turtleback. Okay. That way we have like a progression. Sure. Right. Um, also, before we leave your fifth wheel, I want to talk about, um, you said you use a, um, a service to tow your fifth wheel when you need it. Right. Because people um, may not realize that that's an option. Right. Um, so how, how does that work? It's... Um... It's actually really easy. We've got connected. We have a couple of people we can call, but um, more and more people are, are purchasing fifth wheels and 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 uh, and not the the vehicles to tow them. So um, it's um, you just it, it doesn't make sense to p- purchase a you know big dually pickup truck that you have to move a, a unit maybe two or three times a year, and far better to spend a couple hundred dollars and have Matt or Joe or you know Jamie or whoever uh, sure. tow it tow it where you need it to go. So. Um, yeah, we're currently using this guy up in uh, Hiawassee. He has a, a wrecker service and okay. uh, just get on his schedule, let him know. And he, t- he, he tows it down to uh, Ackworth for us if we need to have work done on it and tows it back for us. And, um, yeah, it's, that, that, that it is an option. And I, you know, I'd love to have a nice big beefy truck and. Oh, heck do, yeah, man. Do, I mean, yeah, but it's, you know, it just doesn't make any financial sense. Oh and, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, brand, brand new, they're like. Oh. A, a solid they're more, sixty to eighty grand, yeah. And used, they're still like a solid, you know, forty to fifty thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. So yeah, I, yeah. If, if like you said, if you're not going to go like full time moving around all the time and actually like traveling state to state, then right. yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And so like a record service, I I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was like a a specific RV moving company but i guess yeah uh, they're, they're popping up. i mean it's more and more people are doing this so it's i told laura my wife i said let's get a dually and then you <laughs> in between why you'll do homeschooling with the kids in the morning and then mm-hmm. you can go haul some people's trailers and make some make some cash and sure she didn't think that was a great idea but, <laughs> <laughs> um it's um yeah but 
Yeah, right on. Well, and how are the kids enjoying the the fifth wheel? They love it. And we know that we're not going to be able to do this probably forever, at least not in this configuration. You know, they're going to get bigger. They're going to need more space. But right now they're in the back. They've got their own separate bathroom back in the back. They're in in a, again, we're in a bunkhouse unit. And so they, they think that's just tons of fun to be sleeping in the same room. And, um, and so they've really done, done very well, but as they grow, uh, they're going to need more space and, uh, sure. And then, well, we'll just buy another fifth wheel or I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. we're, we're really enjoying the, this adventure right now. And this is a journey for us. Right um, on. So I, that's what Laura and I are really, that's what we want to do is have our kids when they think about, about their childhood is, Hey, we lived we lived, we traveled all over the place. We lived in a camper, you know, we just, we were out in nature. Um, we want, we want to provide that kind of upbringing and provide just memories and experiences. So yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Now does your, do, uh, like your master, I guess like your master bath or whatever, does it have uh, an actual bathtub or? Nope. nope. It's a standing shower. Yeah. Well then how do you enjoy your, your soaps and your, your bath time? Yeah. I, I knew you were going to bring that up. Is that, has that been uh, a stressor it has in been. your life? Yes. I, um, as you know, I am a modern man. <laughs> you are a modern no, man. I, I enjoy bath and beauty products um, for- As much as the next man. Right. I, I, <laughs> yeah, it actually has been. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I, I love a nice warm bath and I'll even put candles out and, you know, I'm- but uh, so, so does your wife walk in thinking that you have like a romantic evening <laughs> planned and you're like, no, get out. Right. This is, this is mine. My time. This yeah. is all mine. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yes, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that section of stores, the, the, the soaps and the lotions and the, sure. and uh, yeah, shaving stuff. I just, I, I spend quite a bit of, you know, I have too much money on, the, on those kinds of products. It's that guy again. Yeah. He's here. <laughs> But now this outdoor space that we're going to build, um, is going to have a hot tub and hot Uh, tub. So I'll, I'll have it again, uh, in in the future, but right now I'm suffering. uh, (laughs) Sure. But, um, well, and I want to come over to the hot tub. I got to enjoy the hot tub. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just tell you up front though. Uh, I'm always nude in a hot tub. Mm. So just prepare, prepare yourself for that. So we'll have to work out a system. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, so let's get to the overlanding because I know you want to talk about that. Right. Um, but first, so the cricket, cricket let's right. talk about the cricket. Okay. I, so, I know very little about them. Yeah, my wife and I both, um, uh, growing up as kids, we did a lot of camping with our parents. Um, and um, we just really enjoyed that. So we uh, we were living in Roswell at the time. Uh, we decided let's we want to buy something that can, it's not really off-road, but you, it, we wanted something unique and, and um so we found this cricket and if anyone knows, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, queen bed on wheels. I mean, it's, it's small. It does pop open, uh, pop in the front. It kind of, it's a strange looking thing, but, yeah. um, it's, uh, it's got a sink up in the front. It's got a refrigerator. It had a bed and it actually had some, all uh, you know, some, uh, area for the, the kids. Um, we only had one kid at the time, but uh, kids to, to sleep in, but it's very, very small. And so as our family got bigger, we decided we needed to get a, something larger. So we sold the cricket again. It, the cricket's design is to be, is great for like a, a single person or, or a couple. Um, it's can be, it's a super light, uh, uh, trailer it can be pulled by, you know, cars. It's a very, okay. very, yeah. 
and so we up we sold the cricket and we got a mallard uh, and uh, like an 18 19 foot mallard bunkhouse unit uh, mm-hmm. and had that for I don't know a year or so and it, it was all right it was fine it had a queen bed up front and um, and uh, but uh, yeah and then we you know then we wanted to do more overlanding and sure so we turtle back and solitude and yeah we've we've had all sorts of and we did a lot of ground you know ground tent camping as you know kids sure so, yeah yeah but. all right so your so your overland uh setup yep is this ginormous truck right and your newly purchased uh um uh, turtleback thank you turtleback yeah trailer so we yeah well this is fairly new to us so so take us well so take us through the truck first the okay. we'll, and then we'll get i i'm keeping the icing for the okay. for the end um the the truck was first we we purchased a well we had we had a ford uh f-150 and uh we knew that we wanted to do rooftop tent and and do mm-hmm. overlanding and this truck just didn't have the the payload we just felt like it didn't have the muscle and so we went with a three-quarter ton <laughs> Ram 2500, you know, uh, and uh, it's beefy. Hemi engine. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, you betcha. And then we got some, uh, some uh, you know, Ridge Grappler tires on it. We changed mm. the suspension. It's a, it's, a, it's a beast. And we've had our tent on top of that. We have a... a it's called Nuthouse. It sits in the bed of the truck. And we had a tent on top of that. And and then we have Rotopacks on the side. Um, a what? Rotopacks, you know, for fuel, uh, uh, yeah. extra water, uh, those kind of things, those, those colorful containers that are attached to overlanding rigs. People. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, uh, then we got, so it's, yeah, it's a big truck and it, that has presented some challenges. We've done some, some trails that were like, you know, Jeep trails. Right. right. <laughs> and, uh, we, uh, we've, we've put a few scratches on the, on the, on the Ram, uh, but it's, a, it's a great truck. Um, you uh, and then what we did is we took the tent off of the, the truck and put it on the turtleback. And so we still, the Ram pulls the turtleback like it's nothing, you know. It's, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, All right. So turtleback. Yeah. So how did you guys, uh, how did you guys find out about turtleback? Uh, probably online. Um, uh, talking with Kenny Griffin, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we just, you know, saw pictures of it, heard of, heard about all its features and functionality, and uh, we decided, you know, let's do a trip. Let's go out west and let's um, let's get one of these things. And right. We, so, um, yeah, we saved we saved and uh, sold our house. You know, a lot of people say this is really cool. I'm like, yeah, I sold a house to pay for it. <laughs> right. So right. I mean, they, they are not cheap. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been awesome, and uh, we took it to the we did the Mojave Road with it. Uh, we we were all. We, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We've only had a, one big trip so far, but it's it, it just affords you carry your own water. It's got solar panels. Um, you know, it's just it affords some of the the comfortable things. Uh, sure. That, um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So did you did you get the articulating hitch for your truck? Yep. That way. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. That yep. thing is bad. Yeah, it's the Turtleback Expedition. It's got. All the bells and whistles. Sure. Uh, good storage. Um, like I said, it's got a 40, I think 42 gallon uh, holding to water. You know, the fresh water. Fresh water, yep. Right on. And then we have an awning for it. Uh, we've got a privacy tent uh, and a shower connection, mm-hmm. so we can do that. Um, 
and then the, yeah, that we have a CVT uh, rooftop tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the I think it's the Denali is the the you know uh, it's a five plus person. It's a big tent. So uh, Laura and I and the kids we sleep very comfortably up there. It's like a it's kind of like a size of a California king. Okay. Bed. So it opens up and you got ladders. You climb up into it and. Uh, uh, it's a little interesting being in that tent in, in high winds and sure, and sure. Acc- uh, you know um, inclement weather, but uh, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun and you can you can beat it up. I mean it's it's right. meant to take off road and um, so we got tires on the turtleback that match the tires on the truck. <laughs> Do so, your wheels match? Yes. Okay. Whew, thank goodness. Wheels yeah. and tire. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, you can't miss us coming down the road. We, we, we turn a lot of heads. The, the truck, the Ram, is uh, my wife's daily driver. So she gets a lot, of, a lot of guys come up to her in like the parking lot of the grocery store and, like, right. and want to talk talk truck. And she's like, yeah, it's got a winch on the front. Yeah, she, she's kind of over it. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, I, and I drive a, a, a Tacoma. A, uh, and we're, we're thinking about maybe making that an overland rig too. Because why not? Well, why not? Right? <laughs> But well, you can you can. Um, I mean, it it would pull the uh, the uh, turtleback with with little problem, I would imagine. And then you can get like into tighter spots, so that that's a possibility. True. The the Tacoma it, that's a little bit of a heavy trailer for the Tacoma. I mean, it can pull it. Yeah, um, but just put uh, heavier duty suspension and yeah. uh, put a supercharger on the engine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, God, it's just money. Do I have to? Yeah, it's just money. Right. You you have a job. <laughs> right. Just go cut some more eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, do you have any more? I mean, do you have any more? What's your What's your next uh, big trip plan for the the overlanding family? Not sure yet. Uh, Big. We're definitely going to go back west this year. Um, You know, growing up, my folks still live in Colorado. There's so much to do in Colorado in the Southwest. Um, So, we're definitely going to be going back there at some point this year but uh right now the focus has been you know let's get this space set up at, at waterside at this um the, sure um and uh you know traveling during a pandemic can be kind of challenging um and um but uh we we want to hit as many national well parks. the pandemic's over though oh is it well they have a vaccine oh okay all right so i mean correct correct me if i'm wrong but the definition of a pandemic oh. is only when there isn't a vaccine Oh, I don't have internet Let, pulled up right yeah, now. We'll, so. we'll look that up later. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> where, what was traveling, that? traveling during uh, crazy times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it, you know, it's a, we we traveled late last year, and again, we went to the southwest, and uh, but you know, some of the, the parks weren't open. You know, um, they had some, like the national parks. Yeah, national parks. Oh wow, things like that. Um, and a lot of people are tr- doing that now. A lot of people are out there. Well, so it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> they said the distance and then they closed things down. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but we want to hit as many national parks as we can. We got a map a- yeah. up uh, and the kids like to put stickers about where we've been. And, um, yeah, that's just, we're, we're happiest when we're exploring new places and, and having adventures with the kids. Well, and they have the, uh, well, I would assume that they still have it, but they like the the junior ranger program. So you can go to every national uh, park, right. and and uh, your kids can um, like each park. Uh, like you have like a booklet or passport. whatever, yeah, passport. They call and then passport. you like you um you do uh, you complete tasks or something at that park, and okay. then you get. I don't you know obviously I didn't do it, 
uh, and my daughter didn't do it, but uh, like Tiffany's kids did it. And so I overheard it. And like you do something at each park and then you get something oh. and then you become a junior ranger. So you like you can do it at every park. Yeah. So that's there's, something to there's do. lots of opportunities to educate kids. Um, and yeah, they're homeschooled. So we just we take school on the road. And um, yeah, it's it's a, a wonderful thing. We can't think of anything better to, to do with our lives is to explore and hike and ride bikes and just be outside with the kids. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that truly is like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really good. So, um, I also learned a new thing today is that, uh, you, uh, have a pilot's license I do. or something like that. Yeah. Um, you never told me about that Yeah. or offered to take me for Fly. flying. I, I haven't been flying several years, but mm-hmm. I got my license, um, in 96, uh, yeah, wow. and uh, it's single pilot, you know, uh, what is it? So single engine. I, I know, single, oh, single engine, engine. Okay. single engine, uh, VFR, visual flight rules, so can't fly into clouds, got to gotta be able to navigate by looking out the window, and so I got, I, I started get, I got my, my, my license because I had a, a, a horrible fear and anxiety of flying on, you know, commercial planes, oh. and I wanted to really conquer that fear, and I love airplanes, I love airports, and so I had a friend whose dad was a, a pilot for Continental Airlines, and his and his um, boy was doing pilot uh, flying lessons, and so I got into that, and I just I enjoyed that, and I was on the I, was, I actually got pretty close to an instrument rating. What, what's that? I don't know. Uh, that's IFR uh, instrument flight rules, where you can you know program uh, different frequencies into the computers, and uh, you can fly by your instruments. And rather, you, you can fly into clouds. You can, fl- you know, you don't have to look out the window, and you can fly the airplane. So, Wait, but sh- shouldn't they be looking out the window if they're flying the plane? Well, sometimes you you can look out the window, but if you're in the middle of a cloud or a storm, you can't see where you're going. You 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 use your instruments, and the, what the instrument seems very unsafe to me. Well, they're moving very fast. They should be looking where they're going. Well, the little, little planes we fly are, are yeah, little Cessnas, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I haven't been flying in many years, but I do have my my license, and I would like to actually get back to doing that. Um, but like any hobby, it's it's expensive. <laughs> sure, it's very expensive. <laughs> so, um, but you you should buy a plane and tow it behind your turtleback. Right, <laughs> right. That would be amazing. Right, just like that uh that show with the aliens and uh, uh the president uh fly. You know, it's like uh the pre- uh with the. Um, I think Will Smith was a, a pilot, and then uh, the president of America, he is a pilot, so he comes and, and flies, and the aliens were attacking. Uh, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah. And uh, the crazy guy from uh, uh, Holiday, Family Holiday, whatever, uh, he's like the, oh, shooter's full guy. Um, oh, he's yeah. pulling his airplane behind his truck. Oh, okay. In the big in the big desert. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Yeah. He, yes. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> so you can be Randy Quaid. I, I, I yeah. I think he's Randy Quaid's kind of um, dropped off the radar. I, I think he kind of got himself in a little trouble. Um, oh really? Yeah. I think he'd like taxes or oh. women or I don't know what it is, but I, or taxing I, women. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I don't keep up with him that often, but he did. I did enjoy. Well, obviously, him. a little bit. I mean, yeah. 
Well, that's really cool. I mean, how many people you know are pilots? Right. I mean, I know one. Yeah. And that's really awesome. Um, okay, so that's uh, that's all I know about you. Do you have any other things that you're hiding? Um, I used to play the trombone. What? Yeah. Wait, hang on. I think it's right here. <laughs> that's a trombone, right? I can do that. Yes, it is. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I was in marching band. And uh, so I had the plume the, the, in the, the hat and the, the feathers, all that stuff. And we do, um, do halftime shows for the football uh, games. I, I wasn't the coolest thing to be doing. No, uh, it's not. Right. And maybe, and, so, so maybe, do you have like any cool things that you haven't told well, me? Well, I was in jazz band too. But so, so again, do you have any cool things that you've done? Um, like in addition to these other cool things that you've done? I grew up across the street from Larry Bird's cousin. That's pretty cool. I I I, I was going to be a professional basketball player. Okay, that's I, cool. And uh, uh, well, that that's what I aspirated to be. And so I would play for hours and hours and hours in the driveway shooting hoops. And across the street, uh, my neighbor Brian, his last name Bird, uh, was uh, in the Larry Bird's family. Um, and so I used to I started telling everybody I know somebody famous. Uh, I. I, I live across the street from Larry Bird's cousin. And uh, I you know, thought I was going to be Larry Bird someday, but obviously I did not turn into to be Larry Bird. So, but um, yeah. Well, that's very good. Okay. Well, so before I let you go then, and, and that was, that was a very impressive um, list of things that you have done. So I'm not selling you short or anything. You, you, you did great. Thanks. Yes. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of fun because uh, I was trying to think of like something new to do. Okay. So since you are so special, I'm doing like a little special new segment. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to do it all the time. But um, so uh, dad jokes, those are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dad joke? Um, I do have one joke that always, if somebody says, do you have a joke? I always, this one joke comes to mind. Um, I don't know if it's a dad joke, but it's definitely got a, uh, reference to the male anatomy. Um, so, um, so here's the joke. Um, what did the elephant say to the naked man? What? It's cute, but does it pick up peanuts? <laughs> Just the thought of a man picking up peanuts right. with his. I know. I got you. <laughs> right. That's good. That's so, good. Okay. I, I, I haven't told that joke to my ch- kids yet, but uh Well, when they listen to this they, they can <laughs> right. they can hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming. Thank you. Uh I know it's uh I know you're busy and very important. This is a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. Well, you can always come back and we can talk about uh whatever else. I don't care, man. We'll, we'll figure something out. Okay. But but thank you. Thank you so much. All right. And, um, and again, because I want to give, uh, enough, um, information out for the, for the iBank, remind people where they can go to find out information for the iBank. Right. I two, Bank. two, two websites you could go to is, uh, again, georgiaibank.org, Georgia all spelled out. And you can also go to restoresite.org. Restoresite mm-hmm. is the, um, iBank Association of America, which the Georgia iBank is a member of, um, I'm also on the board of directors of the EBA. So that's, that's kind of cool. I'm 
I'm kind of a big deal. You're kind of a big deal. People know me. Yes. Yeah. Many leather bound books. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But My restore site. Smells of mahogany. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, uh, one takeaway from this, this, uh, session of the podcast trailer talk with Ryan is, yeah, just, uh, make inform, be an informed, um, consumer, be, make yourself, uh, if you don't know much about donation and, and transplantation, you know, spend, spend a, you know, an hour looking stuff up and, and go to the websites and, and, you know, make your wishes known to tell your family, sign up on the registry. Most States have a registry. Um, and, um, yeah, just, um, and, and if, if donation is not your thing, that's cool too. I mean, we we don't pressure anybody into that decision. We, it's, uh, we're about honoring the wishes. So if someone, if you don't want anybody touching your body when you die, that that's absolutely fine. Tell your family, just say no. <laughs> but and, it, and it's okay too, if you don't want anybody touching your body before you die, you just, you just say no as well. <laughs> that's true. Yes. All right. Well, very cool. Well, Eric, thank you again. Thank you, Ryan. It's uh, it's it's so wonderful that you came up here. I'm super jazzed. Yeah. I'm doing my jazz hands right now. <laughs> um, all right. So um, that that is it for uh, this episode. And if you guys are out there wanting to uh, recommend topics or tell me how amazing I am doing, you can do that by email to trailer talk with Ryan at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, I will, I will read your emails and reply. And if you, if you send me an email, I can like read it on air. I mean, that'd be like so cool. Like, so like if you have questions or anything like that, uh, because I do get questions from people, they're like, Hey, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, email me. Um, okay. So until next time, Keep on camping, campers. Supporting a loved one through a crisis can feel overwhelming, but responders at the Veterans Crisis Line can help. Contact them at 1-800-273-8255 and press option 1. Or you can text them at 838-255. Or chat online at their website, veteranscrisisline.net. If you don't talk, no one will listen.